doctors are speaking out finally against transitioning minors. We got that story tonight. On again, off again, on again, Neo. This is the weirdest story, but we'll have that. And the Democrats are after your AR-15s. Yep, like you should not be surprised by that. But they're coming after them, ready or not, here they come. This is the Jay Sheldon Show. Welcome in. Happy Tuesday. Yeah, happy Tuesday. It's, uh, wow, 10 o'clock. My goodness. Off we go on 8-8, August 8th. How about that? All right, we got lots going on tonight. And, of course, we always start the show with an update on our favorite little furry friend. That would be Miko. And the Miko update. And tonight, I thought I'd do something different. We always show some sort of current picture of Miko. I want to do baby pictures. (laughs) I was going through albums and stuff today, and I, I saw these. This literally is her in the car when we first arrived at our house. This is baby Miko. Look at that face. Oh my God. Look at that. You believe this is the dog you see every night on this show who now is over three and a half years old? Look at that face. Who could not fall in love with that? That is Miko when she was about three months old. Three or four months old, I think is all. And uh, there's a little video here of her running around the house exploring the first time, first hour of her life in our home. And uh, (laughs) look at that. Look at that face. She is, she brings joy to my heart. (laughs) And no chewing on the wires. (laughs) Oh man, she's such a treat. Uh, So anyway, there you go. I had to share my baby pictures with you. Our Miko update brought to you by BarkBox. BarkBox BarkBox.com slash Miko, M-I-K-O. That's the link that'll get you a month free with BarkBox.com slash Miko. What is BarkBox? Well, it's a box full of toys and treats for your dog. It'll come to your door every month, and every month is a new theme. Two toys, two bags of all-natural treats, and an all-natural dog chew plenty to keep you going all month and then the next month arrives you get a brand new box with a whole bunch of new toys and treats and dog chew inside barkbox.com slash miko for a very limited time if you're a fan of the simpsons there's an extra link in our show notes down below here look at that if you want you'll get a a limited edition exclusive simpsons bark box very cool check it out only available to uh, our show uh, viewers out there and listeners on the podcast at uh, that special link right under BarkBox.com slash Miko. So check that out, and thank you, BarkBox.com, for helping to uh, support the show. And thank you for checking out BarkBox.com and supporting the show that way. All right, our live chat is open, by the way. Anything you want to say, any comments you want to make, stuff you want to whatever, Uh, We'd be happy to hear from you. Just put a comment in the chat. We'll reply to it. All right. This is it. It's from radar.gazeagainstgroomers.com, a site and a group that I very much support. This article, 21 doctors from nine different countries have signed a letter against medical transitioning of minors. Yes. 
an open letter published in the Wall Street Journal responded to a June letter in the journal by Endocrine Society President, uh, President Stephen Hams. The letter says, as experienced professionals involved in direct care for the rapidly growing numbers of gender-diverse youth, the evaluation of medical evidence, or both, we were surprised by the Endocrine Society's claims about the state of evidence for gender-affirming care for youth. More than 2,000 studies, published since 1975, form a clear picture. Gender-affirming care improves the well-being of transgender and gender-diverse people and reduces the risk of suicide. This bold, this claim is not supported by the best evidence. It goes on, the link is in our show notes, you can read this entire letter. There is no, none, no evidence to suggest that hormonal transition is an effective suicide prevention measure. Signed by 21 clinicians and researchers from some nine different countries. Temporary University from Finland, the UK, Sweden, Norway, Belgium, France, Switzerland, South Africa, the US, Three different doctors, uh, professors from the U.S. Wow. Transgenderism, highly publicized on both sides. There are those who will justify just about any hormonal replacement intervention for any young person who may have been identified as possibly having gender dysphoria. It's dangerous. Probably only a very, very small minority of those who wouldn't accept any hormonal intervention, regardless of the specifics of the individual patients. Endocrinologists are not psychiatrists. We aren't the ones who can identify gender dysphoric individuals. The point is not to open the floodgates and offer an often reverse irreversible treatment to all people who may have issues no matter how small about their sexuality and people do have issues but that doesn't mean you just simply you know cut their nuts off or rip off their breasts and feed them hormones up oh, thank you there you go out the door good to go have a nice life you won't Incredible. Read the whole article. Read the whole letter, because it's eye-opening. And it's very, very well written. And it will tell you a lot about exactly what is going on with this bullcrap, gender-affirming care. Incredible. Leave the kids alone. Leave the damn, leave the damn kids alone. It's the theme of this show. And speaking of leaving the kids alone, have you seen the Barbie movie? I would rather put hot sauce in my eyes on purpose than watch that stupid
stupid film. Are you kidding? And I'm seeing all this. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's... Please. It'd take a lot more than a Barbie movie to get me into a cinema. Well, guess what? There's a new accessory for you Barbie fans. At Toys R Us. And I'm not kidding. Take a look. Mm-hmm. For those listening on the podcast, I'll tell you what it is. It is a Barbie Ouija board. If you don't know what a Ouija board is, uh, let me see. I think there's... Yeah, how, look at that. How scary is that? A Ouija board has the alphabet and yes or no in one corner and letters. And there's this little device that people around the Ouija board put their hands on and then you ask the spirits a question and they supposedly answer by moving the little device around the board spelling out the answer for you Barbie fans they have created I'm not kidding this exists it's at Toys R Us a Barbie Ouija board put in a search engine the dangers of of Ouija boards. Look, whether you believe in this or not, doesn't matter. Why take a chance? Even if you think it's all just bunk, why would you chance that? With your freaking kids! This is obviously aimed at children. And it's a freaking Ouija board. This crap has to stop. All right. Speaking of kids transitioning, gender-affirming care, Neo has been in the news and then in the news again, and now today he's in the news again. I was very pleased. This is from Blad TV, by the way, this video. I was very pleased. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I will play just a little piece of this video. Take, Take a, a look. look. Take, Take a, a listen. listen. I have no issue with, with the LBG. I have no problem with none of, with nobody. Okay, right. love who you love, do what you do. Exactly. I just personally come from an era where a man was a man and a woman was a woman, and it wasn't but two genders, and that's just how I rocked. Me now, too. It, 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 you, could, you could identify as a goldfish if you feel like. Right. I, <laughs> I agree. That ain't my business. It's just, it becomes my business when you try to make me play the game with you. I'm not going right. to call you a goldfish, but exactly. you, you want to be a goldfish, you go be a goldfish. It's all Amen. Good. All right. So, so that goes on for five minutes, but basically... That's what he said. And of course, the screaming Mimi out of their mind, leftist, communist, woke morons called him out, started all kinds of crap about it. And so this got posted on the Neo official Twitter account. Take a look. It's just words on a page. I will read it. After much reflection, I'd like to express my deepest apologies to anyone I may have hurt 
with my comments on parenting and gender identification. I've always been an advocate for love and inclusivity in the LGBTQI plus community, so I understand how my comments could have been interpreted as insensitive and offensive. Gender identity is nuanced, and I can honestly admit I plan to better educate myself on the topic so I can approach future conversations with more empathy. At the end of the day, I lead with love and support everyone's freedom of expression and pursuit of happiness. Okay? That published on Neo's Twitter account. Well, guess what? Neo didn't say that. Neo's publicists said that. That's the difference. He needs to fire his publicists. He has walked back his apology, stands his ground against the alphabet mafia. We cannot remain silent while children are being chemically castrated and butchered. So while you are all set, if you, like me, are conservative, to be really disappointed in Neo for walking back and apologizing for what he said, take a listen to this. What's going on, loved ones? This is Neo. All right, listen. I normally don't give too much of a damn about what y'all think about what I do, what y'all have to say about what I say, whatever. I normally don't care because, like I said, opinions ain't special. Everybody got one. However, this is something I feel very strongly on, and I need y'all to hear this from the horse's mouth, not the publicist's computer. So check this out. First and foremost, I do not apologize for having an opinion on this matter. I am a 43-year-old heterosexual man raising five boys and two girls, okay? That's my reality. Now, if my opinion offended somebody, yeah, sure, I apologize for you being offended because that wasn't my intention. My intention is never to offend anybody. However, I'm entitled to feel how I feel. I'm absolutely entitled to feel how I feel the same way you are entitled to feel how you feel. I ain't asked nobody to follow me. I ain't asked nobody to agree with me. I was asked a question and I answered the damn question. Okay. I have no beef with the LBGTQIA plus community whatsoever. There you go. From the horse's mouth. That statement I just read previous was not from Neil. It was from his publicist trying to do the politically correct thing. Neo, it is time to find yourself a new publicist. By the way, that guy's got seven kids? Dang! Five boys and two girls? Holy crap! That's a family! <laughs> Whoa! <coughs> that is incredible! Wow! Unbelievable! All right, uh, Hunter's Laptop. Yeah, but I know, it's some stuff you may not have heard, so it's not the same old story, all just wrapped up again. It's some new information. First of all, though, just give me a second while we tell you about one of our great sponsors. Very proud to have these guys on board, and that would be Blackout Coffee. Blackout Coffee, and yes, there's even a Dan Bongino blend of blackout coffee. <laughs> oh, man, if you're tired of the same old monotonous garbage liberal brands of brown water, coffee tastes like crap. 
I got a bonus for you. Number one, this company supports America and all that it stands for, conservative American values. And second, honest to God, folks, this is just some of the most amazing, best damn coffee you will ever have. I guarantee it. I have been a coffee drinker my whole life. I drink four, five, sometimes six, seven cups a day. I know, but I'm addicted. Started back when I was in the radio business doing a morning show. I drank a pot of coffee during my uh, my whole show. One show, five hours, whole pot of coffee. I wish they had blackout coffee back then. Absolutely delicious, a bold coffee flavor. 100% committed to conservative values and great coffee. This company supports our troops, our First Amendment, our Second Amendment. Look at that. At work, on duty, Operation Blackout. This is a company that supports our troops, our first responders, and from sourcing the beans, the roasting process, customer support, shipping, they've got an incredible work ethic dedicated to promoting conservative principles. They accept no compromise on quality and taste. I just, I cannot recommend this coffee enough. It is amazing. And gotcha a favor, gotcha a deal, gotcha 20% off. Use our coupon code J20 at checkout. J20, J-A-Y-2-0 at checkout, and you will get 20% off your first order. See that J. Sheldon Show mug, which you can also get on our show notes. You'll find that in the merchandise department. Inside, blackout coffee. This is the good stuff. It really is. Please check it out. Pick up a bag. Just grab one bag of these beans. Grind them up. Make yourself a pot of amazing coffee. You'll be back. I promise you, you'll be back for more. And at that kind of a deal, can't be beat. J20 is our promo code at checkout for 20% off your first order from Blackout Coffee. All right, here's a breaking story. Well, it's not breaking, but it happened just today. FBI agent Elvis Chan made false statements when pressed to disclose involvement in suppression of the Hunter laptop. That, there he is. Mr. Chan. That, according to Jim Jordan, it was revealed a special agent with the FBI made false statements in his testimony regarding the agency's involvement in the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story. Chan claimed during an October 2022 deposition that the FBI had not communicated with Facebook aside from a meeting that took place the day the story broke. Well, now, obviously, evidence has shown that Chan himself had a follow-up meeting the next day. <laughs> the whole deposition, by the way, is right there. It's linked on Jim Jordan's Twitter account, X account, and uh, you can watch the entire deposition there. He first testified about the October 14th Facebook FITF meeting where Demlo said no comment when Facebook asked if Hunter Biden's laptop was real. Now, in the latest edition of the Facebook files, House Judiciary Committee uh, Jim Jordan explained that during his testimony, Chan admitted the FBI had met with the giant, the social media giant, October 14th, the day the Hunter laptop story was first reported by the New York Post. 
He also admitted Section Chief Laura Demlo had told executives the agency had no comment on the matter after another agent admitted the story was real. Unbelievable. The committee recently obtained an internal Facebook document that proves Agent Chan had a secret follow-up meeting with Facebook about the Hunter Biden story October 15th, one day after the New York Post story and the first Facebook meeting. The rest of the evidence is all right there in this article. You can read it. You can check it out. You can find out more about it for yourself. But there you go. Once again, an agent for the FBI lying in front of Congress telling you the story they want you to hear, not the story that's the truth, Mm, as usual. All right, I'm, am I going to? No, I'm not. Okay, the link is in our show notes. I am going to be very careful about what I post about this because I thoroughly disagree with the way the press is handling this. You must know this woman. You see this shot of her on board the plane. That guy is not real. He's effing fake, whatever. I mean, she just went nuts on the plane. Somebody was videoing it and posted it, and it went uber viral. She is probably the one of the most famous people of the year, and nobody knew who she was, and that was the big mystique about it. Nobody could figure out who this lady was. Well, the police report, because the police got involved, And so, of course, there's a police report, and so, of course, that becomes public information. They have identified who this woman is. I'm not going to tell you. Not only did they give her name out, the press, but some members of the press, scumbags that they are, put out her name, her home address, her contact details, her employment. That's plain, pure, simple doxing, folks. And that crap is no go. She's been identified. I am not identifying who this woman is because she's just an ordinary person. Now, granted, she kind of gave up her anonymity when she decided to go nuts bag on a plane and she did that for sure but it's out there it shouldn't be but it's out there it's available it's public information because the police report was filed what I want to actually know is more about that guy she was talking about in the hoodie I want to know who that was that's what I want to know Anyway, the information's out there. It's She's been completely, thoroughly doxxed. That is just 100% wrong. And these slimy, scumbag media people who just always have to be cute and funny and first published all of her information. It's just wrong. All right. Legal expert predicts... What? Georgia District Attorney's case against Trump will backfire. Uh-huh. There's the moron now. A legal analyst and an expert for, you ready? CNN 
Ja, CNN made a startling prediction during a network segment on Thursday. They were discussing former President Trump's increasing legal problems. And, uh, no, I don't want to watch. Ellie Honig called out Fulton County DA Fannie Willis for intermixing politics with her prosecution of the former president for allegedly interfering in the state's electoral process following his 2020 loss to Joe Biden, which we all know wasn't actually a loss. She's consistently indicated her intention to bring forth racketeering charges against Trump. Charges appear to be founded, at least in part, on a recorded phone call where the former president appears to exert pressure on Georgia's state election officials, urging them to find the necessary votes to secure the pivotal swing state in his favor. But at one point, the CNN host praised the DA, said Willis has a really impressive and distinguished history as a prosecutor. But then he pivots. But I have to point out, she has intermixed her own political fortunes with this case in a way that I think is going to backfire significantly against her. Ouch! CNN, no less. Can you imagine? They are more and more not being CNN-like these days. They've actually published a few things that were, I don't want to say full-on, full-bore anti-Biden, but it stuff really surprises me a lot that they would put something like that on CNN, the Democrat news network. Well, cocaine gate, which uh, we're not giving up on and including the death of Obama's chef, another story they hope you'll forget about. We're not forgetting about it on this show. When there is new details, we will bring them to you and we are digging and cocaine gate is another one they hope will go away. It's not going to, and we're not letting it go away. The cover-up continues. This is from PJ Media. Hat tip to uh, PJ Media. It's been over a month now since that small bag of cocaine found inside the White House. No one's been arrested. We've been lied to and led to believe it's impossible for the Secret Service and the FBI to determine who brought the illegal substance into the most secure building on the freaking planet. Not only are we supposed to believe that no cameras captured who brought the cocaine in, but we're also supposed to believe that the plastic bag had no fingerprints on it. Quote, on July 12th, the Secret Service received the FBI laboratory results, which did not develop latent fingerprints, and insufficient DNA was present for investigative comparisons. Therefore, the Secret Service is not able to compare evidence against the known pool of individuals. The FBI's evaluation of the substance also confirmed it was cocaine. Predictable. Predictable. They have been keeping our expectations purposefully low in this whole deal 
because they knew from the beginning what they were going to do with this case. They were going to sweep it under the rug and cover it up. The number one suspect is and was and still is Hunter Biden, of course. The main reason for this, aside from his rather sordid photographed history as a drug user, the fact that the only way to have brought the drugs inside would have been to bypass the huge, numerous, and very thorough security checkpoints. The only people who are protected by the Secret Service, which includes the first family. The only way that could possibly have gotten through those security checkpoints. We're not letting this story go. There's got to be more to it. And when it happens, we will tell you about it. Also from PJ Media tonight, are you ready? You got an AR-15? You might want to pay some very close attention to this next story. The gun-grabbing Democrats coming after your guns. Oh, no, they're not going to get it. Hello, Mr. Smith. You have an AR-15? Sorry, you have to give it up. No, 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 no. Of course not. They're stupid, but they're not that stupid. Take a look at this. They want a 1,000% tax on your AR-15. You didn't read that wrong. Gun-grabbing Democrats, Democrats, (laughs) want 1,000% tax on AR-15s. The Founding Fathers warned against would-be tyrants seeking to attack the right to keep and bear arms. As usual, Democrats aiming to fulfill the Founding Fathers' warnings. House Democrats have actually introduced legislation to impose a 1,000% tax on what they call assault weapons, which, of course, they can't define. This This legislation was just introduced last Friday. Proposes a tax for AR-15s and other so-called assault weapons, along with high-capacity magazines. Latest move Democrats' hysterical anti-Second Amendment gun control campaign. Rep. Don Beyer and 24 other Democrats are behind this tax, which is being pushed this year. It'll force a price of a $500 firearm to now cost $5,000. A weapon that would normally cost $2,000 would now be, do the math, more than $20,000. Un-be-freaking-leavable. They just won't stop. The reality is gun control, of course, not effective against gun violence the way Democrats claim it is. Chicago, for example, some of the strictest gun control measures on the planet. Residents have a 1 in 15 chance of being shot before they hit the age of 40. 1 in 15 in Chicago with some of the strictest gun control legislation in the country. One in 15 by the time you're 40. 
insane. Contact your representative. The details on how to do that are in a link in our show notes. It says there's all of our sponsors and everything. We hope you'll check those out, of course. But then in today's show, and that's all the different articles that we talk about on the show, underneath that next section, contact your representatives. That's a link to a government website. You put in your zip code, it will tell you who represents you and all the different ways you can contact them. Please do that. Please let them know. Do one thing. Take small bites. I always use that phrase on this show. Little things we can do matter. If everybody does one little thing, and get your neighbors, your friends, your family to do one little thing too, to take one small bite. One small bite at a time. We'll get it done. We will win this war. We're going to lose a few battles on the way. We've been winning more battles lately than we're losing, though. The tide is turning. I can feel it. I just know it. Since working from home is, in some cases, still a thing, are you using Zoom to have your online meetings? You might want to think twice about that. <laughs> Zoom has changed their terms of service. Now, they're trying to back away from it, but the terms of service still exist. Zoom says it will not use your videos or chats to train AI without consent. Damage control. Yesterday, after its updated terms of service went viral for all the wrong reasons, they updated their terms of service to add a rather interesting clause. Seems to give the company rather broad permission to use your customer data to train its AI products. Hmm. Company later added a point-by-point -point note to the terms of service, stating it will not use audio, video, or chat customer content to train its AI without first receiving customer consent. But you know what? When you click that, yes, I agree, without reading anything, you just gave them your consent. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. The updated terms say customers consent to Zoom's access, use, collection, creation, modification, distribution, oh my God, processing, sharing, maintenance, and storage for any purpose including machine learning or artificial intelligence. And Section 10.4 goes even further. Says customers agree. See, this is what you clicked when you said yes without reading it. Customers agree to hereby grant Zoom a perpetual, worldwide, non-exclusive, royalty-free, sub-licensable, and transferable license and all other rights required or necessary to redistribute, publish, import, access, use, store, transmit, review, disclose, preserve, this is funny, extract, modify, reproduce, share, use, display, copy, distribute, translate, transcribe, create derivative works, and process customer content. <sighs> and to use your data for things like product and service development. 
It's too late, folks. You already clicked agree. They will use this, and they will use it in the worst way possible. Sadly, there's not a whole lot of other choices. What are you going to use? Google Meet? Oh, please. If you use anything Google whatever, you're out of your mind. You think Zoom is bad? <laughs> Alright, I want to take more time than I usually take to play you a video from Woody Harrelson. Because it's worth it. This is just under two minutes long. But you need to hear this. You really need to hear this. Links, Links in, in our, our show notes. notes. Share it with your friends. The habit of buying junk fast foods that have no actual food in them. We buy gallons of poisonous household cleaners when one degradable soft soap will do. We are poisoning our homes and wasting our hard-earned money for no good reason. Why? Because the advertising industry tells us to. They just want you to buy stuff. For example, if a company pollutes the environment or uses bad business practices, if you don't buy their stuff, they will change. If you don't want food with chemicals or GMOs in it, then don't buy it. The minute we start taking responsibility and spending our money wisely, every politician, every corporation and leader around the world is going to know that we have woken up. This is the 21st century. If we use our resources wisely, there's no reason why anyone shouldn't have what they need. There's no reason whatsoever why people are still starving to death on our planet. And the common man or woman, whether they are Israeli or Palestinian, Protestant or Catholic or Iraqi or American, the common man just wants to live in peace and justice in a clean environment. When we look around the world and we see that that is not the case, we know that the will of the majority is not being listened to. That's the first sign that our system is broken. Government won't make these changes for us. Yet again, it is down to the common man. No company will continue a practice or product that you, the consumer, will not buy. It's vitally important that you understand this because this gives you ultimate power to change the world you live in. Companies are extremely sensitive about you buying their products because if you don't buy their stuff, they go out of business. That's not something any company is willing to consider. And by choosing to spend your money wisely, you can promote those companies that do business in a socially responsible way. The habit of buying junk fast. Boom. There you go. Woody Harrelson, I'm telling you, man, this guy gets it. This guy gets it. And those words, that's why I wanted to play. It's a long cut. We don't usually play cuts that long on this show. But to take two minutes to put that word out there. Okay, you don't... <laughs> that's my my broadcast page. There's nothing, there's nothing private on that, so there's no big deal. Uh, anyway, you know, it, 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 this is the kind of information you need to share. The link to that video is in our show notes, and I really, really hope that you will send it out there. Share it with your friends. Put it on your social media. Let people know exactly what's going on and what you can do about it all right i got one more the elephants <laughs> no i don't have any bear news tonight i'm still waiting all right the elephants are coming whether you like it or not we have elephants here where i live southeast asia they're incredible 
absolutely amazing. Wild elephants. It's amazing. I still freak out that I now live in a country where monkeys, which I have loved my whole life, monkeys, macaques and stuff like that, just run around wild. I love them. They're a nuisance. They're a pain in the ass, but <laughs> so cute. Anyway, the elephants have figured out how to steal your food. Wild elephants stops traffic and steals food from a passing vehicle in Thailand. Take a look at this. This is incredible. Hold on, let me get the, there we go. Watch this. This, I don't know whether it's sugar cane or what it is, but he's got a bunch of food in the back of the pickup truck. This is a wild elephant who just walked in front of the truck and he's having his pick through the groceries in the back. <laughs> Unbelievable. Once he's had, see there's, oh, there's more than one. <laughs> Look at that. Absolutely incredible. Oh, man. He grabbed a whole bunch of wild elephants stopping traffic. The jumbos scared drivers when they stomped on the road in Chow Tung Sao, Eastern Thailand, last Friday. Cautions, cautious motorists aware that spooking the creatures could lead to disaster. Uh, they stopped their cars and just sat there and waited while the elephants grabbed several pieces of sugar cane. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, yeah, uh, you don't want to disturb an elephant, especially a wild elephant, when it runs out in the road, honking your horn or steering at it or trying to scare it. It's more powerful than you and whatever you're driving. But, yeah, uh, they stole the food out of the truck. When they had what they wanted, off they went. <laughs> Good on you. Oh, man. Uh, no, by the way, I do not live in Thailand, but uh, <laughs> that's amazing. <clears throat> All right. One more little sip of blackout coffee. And by the way, also in our show notes, you will find a link to the Jay Sheldon Show merchandise. You can find this coffee mug, T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, all kinds of cool stuff there. Check it out. Buy something. If you wouldn't mind, you'll be helping to support the show. In fact, anytime you buy anything from one of our sponsors, Blackout Coffee, NordVPN, Skillshare, uh, you will be helping to support the show. And I really, 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 truly appreciate it. Thank you. If you want a way to support the show that doesn't cost you any money, there's a follow button right here. Just give that a click. And it, it really does cost you nothing. Easy to do. Just one click and you're done. And, of course, it does help the show a lot. All right, we read books on this show. We've told you that for 425 shows, I think, now. And we were doing classic children's literature, The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, The Little Prince. We changed gears a little bit from a viewer's suggestion, and we are reading George Orwell's 1984. We just got a couple chapters left to go, and we'll be wrapped up with this book. It's been amazing, and it is incredible. How much of the future George Orwell foretold when he wrote this book so long ago. So let's continue now in 1984 by George Orwell. He shut his eyes. It was more difficult than accepting an intellectual discipline. It was a question of degrading himself, mutilating himself. He got to plunge into the filthiest of filth. What was the most horrible, sickening thing of all? 
he thought of Big Brother. The enormous face, because of constantly seeing it on posters, he always thought of it as being a meter wide, with its heavy black mustache and the eyes that follow you to and fro, seemed to float in his mind of its own accord. What were his true feelings towards Big Brother? There was a heavy tramp of boots in the passage. The steel door swung open with a clang. O'Brien walked into the cell. Behind him, the waxen-faced officer and the black-uniformed guards. "'Get up,' said O'Brien. "'Come here.' Winston stood opposite him. O'Brien took Winston's shoulders between his strong hands and looked at him closely. "'You've had thoughts of deceiving me,' he said. That was stupid. Stand up straighter. Look me in the face. He paused and went on in a gentler tone. You are improving. Intellectually, there is very little wrong with you. It's only emotionally that you've failed to make progress. Tell me, Winston, and remember, no lies. You know that I am always able to detect a lie. Tell me, what are your true feelings towards Big Brother? I hate him. You hate him? Good. Then the time has come for you to take the last step. You must love Big Brother. It is not enough to obey him. You must love him. He released Winston with a gentle push towards the guards. Room 101, he said. Chapter 22 At each stage of his imprisonment, he had known, or seemed to know, whereabouts he was in the windowless building. Possibly there were slight differences in the air pressure. The cells where the guards had beaten him were below ground level. The room where he'd been interrogated by O'Brien was high up near the roof. The place was many meters underground, as deep down as it was possible to go. It was bigger than most of the cells he'd been in, but he hardly noticed his surroundings. All he noticed was that there were two small tables straight in front of him, each covered with green baize. One was only a meter or two from him, the other further away near the door. He was strapped upright in a chair, so tightly he could move nothing, not even his head. A sort of pad gripped his head from behind, forcing him to look straight in front. For a moment, he was alone, and then the door opened, and O'Brien came in. "'You asked me once,' said O'Brien, "'what was in room 101? "'I told you you knew the answer already. "'Everyone knows it. "'The thing that is in room 101 is the worst thing in the world. 
the door opened again. A guard came in carrying something made of wire, a box or basket of some kind. He set it down on the further table. Because of the position in which O'Brien was standing, Winston could not see what the thing was. The worst thing in the world, said O'Brien, varies from individual to individual. Maybe burial alive, death by fire, drowning, by impalement, or fifty other deaths. There are cases where it is quite trivial a thing, not even fatal. He'd moved a little to one side, so Winston had a better view of the thing on the table. It was an oblong wire cage with a handle on top for carrying it by. Fixed to the front of it was something that looked like a fencing mask, with the concaved size outward. Although it was three or four meters away from him, he could see the cage was divided lengthwise into two compartments, and that there was some kind of creature in each. They were rats. In your case, said O'Brien, the worst thing in the world happens to be rats. A sort of premonitory tremor, a fear he wasn't certain what had passed through Winston as soon as he caught his first glimpse of the cage. But at this moment, the meaning of the mask-like attachment in front of it suddenly sank into him. His bowels seemed to turn to water. "'You can't do that!' he cried out in a high, cracked voice. "'You couldn't! You, you couldn't! It's impossible!' "'Do you remember,' said O'Brien, "'the moment of panic that used to occur in your dreams? "'There was a wall of blackness in front of you "'and a roaring sound in your ears.' There was something terrible on the other side of the wall. You knew that you knew what it was, but you dared not drag it out into the open. It was the rats that were on the other side of the wall. O'Brien, said Winston, making an effort to control his voice, you know this is not necessary. What is it that you want me to do? O'Brien made no direct answer. When he spoke, it was the schoolmasterish manner that he sometimes affected. He looked thoughtfully into the distance, as though he were addressing an audience somewhere behind Winston's back. By itself, he said, pain is not always enough. There are occasions when a human being will stand out against pain, even to the point of death. But for everyone, there is something unendurable, something that cannot be contemplated. Courage and cowardice are not involved. If you're falling from a height, it is not cowardly to clutch at a rope. If you've come up from deep water, it is not cowardly to 
fill your air, lungs with air? It's merely an instinct. It cannot be destroyed. It is the same with rats. For you, they are unendurable. They are a form of pressure that you cannot withstand, even if you wish to. You will do what is required of you. But what is it? What is it? How can I do it if I don't know what it is? O'Brien picked up the cage, brought it across to the nearer table. He set it down carefully on the baize cloth. Winston could hear the blood singing in his ears. He had the feeling of sitting in utter loneliness. He was in the middle of a great empty plain, a flat desert drenched with sunlight, across which all sounds came to him out of immense distances. Yet the cage with the rats was not two meters away from him. They were enormous rats. They were at the age when a rat's muzzle grows blunt and fierce, and his brown fur instead of gray. The rat, said O'Brien, still addressing his invisible audience, although a rodent, is carnivorous. You're aware of that. You will have heard of things that happen in the poor quarters of this town. In some streets, a woman dare not leave her bare baby alone in the house, even for five minutes. The rats are certain to attack it. Within quite a small time, they will strip it to the bones. They also attack sick or dying people. They show astonishing intelligence in knowing when a human being is helpless. There was an outburst of squeals from the cage. It seemed to reach Winston from far away. The rats were fighting. They were trying to get at each other through the partition. He also heard a deep groan of despair. That, too, seemed to come from outside himself. O'Brien picked up the cage, and as he did so, pressed something in it. There was a sharp click. Winston made a frantic effort to tear himself loose from the chair. It was hopeless. Every part of him, even his head, was held immovably. O'Brien moved the cage nearer. It was less than a meter from Winston's face. I've pressed the first lever, said O'Brien. You understand the construction of this cage? The mask will fit over your head, leaving no exit. When I press the other lever, the door of the cage will slide up. These starving brutes will shoot out of it like bullets. Have you ever seen a rat leap through the air? They will leap onto your face and bore straight into it. Sometimes they attack the eyes first. Sometimes they burrow through the cheeks and devour the tongue. The cage was nearer. It was closing in. 
Winston heard a succession of shrill cries, which appeared to be occurring in the air above his head. But he fought furiously against the panic. To think, to think, even with a split second left to think, was the only hope. Suddenly the foul, musty odor of the brutes struck his nostrils. There was a violent convulsion of nausea inside him, and he almost lost consciousness. Everything had gone black. For an instant he was insane, a screaming animal. Yet he came out of the blackness clutching an idea. There was one, and only one way to save himself. He must interpose another human being the body of another human being between himself and the rats. The circle of the mask was large enough now to shut out the vision of anything else. The wire door was a couple of hand spans from his face. The rats knew what was coming now. One of them was leaping up and down. The other an old scaly grandfather of the sewers stood up with his pink hands against the bars and fiercely sniffed the air. Winston could see the whiskers and the yellow teeth. Again the black panic took a hold of him. He was blind, helpless, and mindless. Sounds like a good place to leave it off for tonight. Oh, don't do that right as it's about to happen. Yeah, that's called a cliffhanger. <laughs> Come back tomorrow. We'll finish up this little adventure. And we don't have too much further to go in George Orwell's 1984. My God, what a book. Absolutely amazing. All right, friends, thanks so much for popping by. Be sure and hit that follow button right over here. It really helps the show out. It's free for you. It helps us out a lot. We really thank you from the bottom of my little wrinkled old heart. I will see you all again tomorrow. Good night. <laughs>